Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Seven WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. It's your host, Will Marotti, the legendary Jerry Burgoyne, filling in for the vacationing Matt Sorois. And uh, I've got a, a, a real uh, pleasure. I'm going to welcome a guest in just a moment. I'm going to give you the first half of the amen list, though. Gene R., Jax, Doug C., Mark M., Michelle F., Cheryl K., Jim R., Bill K., Homer, Donna T., Uphill Dave, John L., Stephen C., Carol L., the mysterious WBD, Gigi, Tom B, Marlene B, and Fritz. Now, that's really the first third. There's w- way more to go, but I'm going to give you that for now, and I'll give you the uh, the second third after this, uh, this. the guest we have is on. Now, let me just read this to you. This is an article from a couple weeks ago. Very few opportunities abound for Republicans in the Northeast, despite the fact that Democrats have a monopoly on congressional seats in the region. Outside of the perennial competitive races in New Hampshire and the culturally conservative upstate main seat, an abysmal midterm election political environment hasn't expected to stop Democrats from sweeping races in liberal bastions like Massachusetts, Vermont, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. But after the Republicans scored a top-tier recruit to take on Johanna Hayes in Connecticut's 5th District, many Democrats are increasingly concerned that Hayes could become the first Democrat in the state to lose his or her seat in more than 20 years. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, former state legislator and Republican candidate for Congress in the 5th District, George Logan. George, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Say hi to you and all your listeners out there. Hope everybody's staying safe and trying to stay cool. Amen. Hey, so that must be encouraging for you to hear um, now. I mean, we're getting national attention on this race. That we might yeah, have a, a, a Democrat upset in more than 20 years, a Democrat incumbent. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the momentum's going our way. I mean, folks are, you know, inspired that they have an option here in the 5th Congressional District. You know, the status quo isn't working for people. Uh, folks are tired of the, uh, you know, increase of inflation and the high gas prices and, you know, crime issues. I mean, it just goes on and on. Education, parents being boxed out of their kids' education. It's an issue, you know, mm-hmm. and... The Democrats, with their uh, liberal, uh, progressive-leaning policies, uh, has failed us miserably, you know, here in the state of Connecticut and nationally uh, as well. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I'm uh, you know you know our campaign, my campaign, uh, is uh, about providing an alternative, is providing a better a message, a better way to help fix our economy, make our streets safer, uh, a, a more a proper focus on education for our kids. You know, in some of our uh, towns, some of our areas, you know, with Democrat control, education, reading comprehension, math scores, you know, have plummeted under Democrat rule and control. So now's the opportunity for us to make a difference on November 8th, and people realize that. And I think that's what's driving all of the uh, attention at the grassroots level, because the grassroots level attention uh, that we're getting, that's what's uh, uh, leading to this national attention that we're getting, Mm -hmm. uh, because folks have had enough, and the people are speaking with their voices and I'm just here to, you know, try to get that voice across, you know, to uh, Washington, to get it a- across to our leaders here in Connecticut. And we're having a great, a- a great effect. So I'm very excited about, uh, you know, our chances of uh, winning. I'm very excited about the movement that we have, uh, you know, put together here. And uh, it's just an exciting uh, time for all of us. You know, sure. it's a great feeling to be a part of the, the democracy where you know <laughs> you can make a change with yes. your vote. And we're going to get it done on November 8th. Yes. George, I always liked you as a state legislator. I thought you did a good job. Always liked, uh, I like, I, I, I like that you're just encouraging. You're encouraging, you're in, energetic, you're enthusiastic. I like all that. Uh, but it might be a lonely existence. I mean, we've got the entire, entire Washington delegation is Democrat. Okay, so, so you take out Johanna Hayes. Okay, fine. Now there's a Republican. But we need to get you some help to retire Richard Blumenthal, too, so that you can at least have two Republicans in the Washington delegation. No, absolutely. Look, statewide, we have some great candidates. I mean, I think this is why the Democrat leadership uh, is worried. You know, they have chosen uh, to go to the far left, the Democrat leadership. But there are many moderate uh, Democrats, right, and uh, unaffiliated voters and independents uh, that are uh, are seeing that their policies just haven't been uh, you know, working. So mm-hmm. we now have a, a group of diverse, you know, with, with people of color, women, um, Folks with experience, governmental experience, running in this race, whether it's you know Mike Franson the second, Jamie uh, Stevenson, I know she has a primary, but she's in the fourth. And we've got all kinds of folks at the statewide uh, level. Mm-hmm. We've got some great uh, candidates. Tomorrow's primary is going to get the Republican Party um, uh, lined up in mm-hmm. terms of you know our approach forward as far as our slate of candidates sure. to take some of these seats. So I don't believe that I'll be alone. I, I am I'm, you know thinking positively. I believe <laughs> we're going to win this race. We're going to take back the fifth. But I do believe that we have a great chance in some of these other seats as well uh, to really uh, be impactful and win some of these other seats as well. I think we're going to see uh, uh, a surprise. Not going to be a surprise to me. Yeah, I'm yeah. out there in the, in the streets. I'm talking to folks. I'm talking to families. I'm talking to law enforcement. I'm talking to teachers. You know, and you know my uh, my opponent. You know, at one time she was the uh, what, teacher of the year. Was well, she not the teacher of the year anymore? Right now she has you know left our education system uh, uh, you know behind. Uh, she has not been uh, providing any sort of voice or help uh, down in Washington to uh, you know, help fix the problems that we have here, you know, whether it's with education or inflation or with crime. We need someone that's going to provide a better voice uh, for you know, uh, Connecticut residents and people of the 5th Congressional District, and I believe I'm that guy. As you, mm-hmm. as you can tell, I'm in passion. I'm, I'm enthusiastic. <laughs> I, I have it. the uh, you know, business experience. I've got the governmental experience. We just need to get this office back and uh, you know, really get it done and, and put – you know, Connecticut uh, moderate voters, uh, Connecticut conservative voters, put them back on the uh, on the map, uh, mm-hmm. because right now we are not being represented at all by our current congressional delegation. Well, you know, and I think uh, it could, we're talking with George, George Logan, who is the Republican candidate for Congress for the 5th District, right, running against Shannon Hayes. 
um, I, I feel like, you know, this could be the ground zero. Uh, the 5th District could be ground zero. I mean, it used to be Republican years ago. Um, it, it could be the ground zero for change in Connecticut. Maybe this is the... This is where it's we're going to get a more balanced both state government in terms of representation and and a more balanced uh, Washington delegation. You might be leading the charge here, George. Look, we certainly need some better checks and balances down in Washington. You know, as a, a state senator, I was known for working across the aisle and I'm going to continue to work with uh, anyone that wants to work to solve our common problems. So, you know, what we've got down is a, a, a bit of dysfunctional. Uh, situation going down there in Washington. I want to go down there to help uh, build uh, bridges, get some work uh, done. Uh, but, you know, in some cases, some of these folks you can't convince, you know, to, to pull away from the far left. And I think my opponent is one of those folks. So that's why uh, she needs to be replaced. Mm -hmm. When I get down there, I'm going to work with Democrats and Republicans to solve our common problems. I, w I want everyone who lives in the 5th Congressional District to feel like they have a voice down in, uh, in Washington. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be my uh, you know, my calling card there. I'm going to talk to uh, liberals as well as conservatives, as well as moderates, and we're going to try to uh, uh, find common ground and solve our problems, solve the inflation problem, solve the high gas price problem, solve the border pri problem, that's a crisis that's causing, uh, I believe, increased crime locally here and, you know, the opioid epidemic, which is at crisis stage. It's only gotten worse. It's going to get worse. Yeah, absolutely. It's gotten mm -hmm. worse. Yeah, absolutely. Until, until we have secure borders. So I want to focus on securing our borders. I want to focus on our immigration uh, policy. I want to focus on education. All of these things, you will be hard-pressed to find my opponent, the incumbent, um, really speaking about these issues and really uh, doing anything uh, uh, that's been effective at all. You know, So we need a change. We need to go in a different direction, and that's what I plan on bringing. Well, and you speak about immigration. I mean, I'm a product of immigration. My grandparents immigrated here. Uh, I think your parents immigrated here as well, right? So... Um, what would you do about the border, George? I mean, it's it, it's so dysfunctional. You hear from people that work on the border; they say it's not even being reported properly. It's far worse than reports give it. We may have as many as a million illegal people get across and into into the country this year. Um, what 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 would be your tactic? What would you recommend to your to your GOP? Uh, and, and Democrat colleagues in terms of securing the border. What would you? What would your thoughts be? Right. So you know. So the you know. I'm as you mentioned. I'm the uh, son of Guatemalan immigrants, right? Um, and I grew up in uh, uh, in inner city uh, uh, New Haven. And uh, growing up, uh, my parents, you know, focused on education and opportunities. Uh, they came over, uh, you know, legally. Um, the issue is that we need to have secure borders. Uh, we're apprehending people at, uh, you know, at, at high rates. Um, these undocumented persons that are coming over the border uh, is a problem. Uh, human trafficking is an issue as part of that. Uh, drug trafficking. Uh, and and that, all, that's, all that is an issue that we need to resolve. We need secure borders. I want to use technology. Our Border Patrol agents are out there working hard. They need reinforcement. We need more funding to go towards that. We need to acknowledge that there is a problem. We need to count properly the undocumented persons that are coming across the border we need to use technology whether it's a fence in some parts or a wall in some parts or cameras in other parts we must secure our borders now once we have secure borders now we can focus more on our immigration policy uh, to make it uh, less cumbersome than it is uh, right now and that's where the dysfunction in washington and look that dysfunction in terms of our immigration policy this is under democrat control the democrats have the majority in the senate 
and in the House, the White House, actually with, with, with President Biden, they don't have it in them to fix our, uh, uh, the border crisis and our immigration crisis because this type of uh, uh, chaos, uh, this, these types of crises fits their uh, narrative. They're more concerned with staying in power and fixing our, our problems, our, 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 whether it's inflation, whether it's the immigration problem. That is really not their main focus. Their main focus is to remain in power. I want to change that narrative. I want to solve problems, solve the issues that we have. And there are ways for each of these issues that I mentioned, whether it's inflation, whether it's the, immigra- the, uh, the immigra- border crisis, uh, immigration issue, uh, you know, whether it's high gas prices, all of those issues we have a way to solve them. The Democrat leadership in Washington is unwilling to go those routes. I don't know how much time you have to get into the specifics of each of these. Well, well, I, we I, I want to mention this because, you know, we've got all these folks here now. We don't know. In many cases, we don't know who they are. We don't know what, what the reason for them coming. They just were, they were caught and released. Um, would you would you support for for people who are criminals, certainly gang related? Would you support a, a, a strong deportation policy? Look, again, I'm in favor of legal immigration. I am not in favor of illegal immigration. Uh, any undocumented persons uh, or any you know, residents or, uh, or citizens, for that matter, that break the law uh, should pay the consequences. There's no question about it. And if you're an undocumented person, if you're um, you know, visiting our country and you, you break our laws, absolutely deportation is, is, is something uh, that I, I think is important that we uh, have that. Uh, as an option of leverage that we actually use. Now, does that mean I want to uh, round up all the undocumented persons that are uh, living here in an a otherwise lawfully way? No. What I want to do is I want to secure our borders, and I want to stop the inflow of documented persons. And then and part of our immigration fix is to deal with all of the undocumented persons that are in our country now, the nonviolent ones, the ones that are not otherwise breaking uh, the law, and make sure that they're uh, uh, paying their proper uh, taxes, make sure that um, you know, they, you know, folks understand that we are leading from a position of strength where we have secure borders so that we're working things out on our terms, not on uh, just uh, by chance or uh, just by uh, allowing uh, the, the wave of folks to come from. Uh, and it's not just from, uh, from uh, Central and South America. I mean, these folks coming through our open borders come from any, all over the world. Sure. So we need to solve this problem. We need to fix it. First, man, look, I'm an, an engineer, right, by training. I do things in a, you know, more of a methodical, step-by-step fashion. You cannot fix the immigration problem without first fixing the border crisis that mm-hmm. we have. So that's uh, job number one. Secure the borders, and then let's work, work on uh, fixing our immigration uh, issues here domestically. All right, talking with George Logan. Now, tomorrow's not really an issue for you in the sense that there's no one primarying you, right? You're, you're already the nominee. Is that correct? That is correct. Look, I, I worked hard. I announced uh, in July of uh, 2021, uh, and the first order of business was I worked with uh, various uh, municipal uh, you know, candidates uh, throughout the 41 towns in the 5th Congressional District because I know how important it is for us to show that Republicans can run our municipalities better than Democrats. Uh, this November 8th, hopefully we're going to show that Republicans can run our state better than Democrats, and clearly, clearly Republicans can run our nation uh, better than, uh, than, uh, than the Democrats. So my job uh, was uh, to bring uh, Re- Connecticut Republicans together in the 5th Congressional District, 41 towns. I got the unanimous nomination. Every single uh, delegate, uh, almost 200 delegates, uh, all went uh, uh, you know, my way. I'm the guy uh, because the message that I have 
uh, it's, you know, it's not just my message. It's our message. Anyone who's a moderate voter, anyone who's a conservative voter, uh, believes in free enterprise, believes in equal opportunity. People want opportunities to be able to work, to sustain their, their families, to grow, to expand uh, their careers, and they want their children to do better than they uh, have done. Mm. Those are the kinds of things that, uh, you know, Connecticut Republicans offer our families and individuals our, and our seniors uh, and veterans here in, uh, in Connecticut. That is lacking from the Democrat leadership here in Connecticut uh, and in Washington. So okay. there's a stark uh, difference. Uh, this November uh, 8th, you know, tomorrow's the uh, primary. There's vote. There's a, a vote to be had there to make sure that we, uh, you know, know who our slate's going to be. But the prize is November 8th. We need to make sure that we put more uh, Republicans, more moderate uh, uh, folks, more conservative folks uh, in these offices uh, to re- truly represent the people and the population of, uh, of our folks here in the state of Connecticut. All right, George, thank you very much. We're polling for you in November. We think you're going to do it, and uh, we're thankful that you took time to be on the program. George Logan, thank you much very much. Much appreciated. Thank you, and go to georgeloganforcongress.com. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> Way to get that in. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, and we can uh, maybe take a call, 860-522-9842. We will have Peter Lamage on at 1035, so stay with us. Today and every day. Depend on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Let me give you a quick second shout out for the amen list here. Uh, Alex D, Marianne L, Chris P, Michael O, Linda F, Lynn B, Monica M, Virginia W, Sharik, Thor S, Rob K, Sarah R, Zeke H, Andrea L, Priscilla W, Elaine P, Jolie C, Joanne H, Larry M, Karen S, Carol J, Cheryl K, and Philip M. Thank you, all of you, for the uh, for the amen support today. It's greatly appreciated. 860-522-9842. Uh, probably going to take time for a call. I will tell you just real quickly, we're going to come back and talk with Peter Lamage, one of the three Republican uh, candidates for the Senate uh, nominee against Richard Blumenthal. Uh, interesting, interesting. Here we have uh, news. This is from uh, uh, Ukraine. I'm sorry, from the United Kingdom. Uh, Saudi Arabia executes 80 prisoners. Saudi Arabia has already executed 120 prisoners in the first six so- blood-soaked months of 22. They behead them. This is what they do. They behead people. So what are we doing? We're going over there and we're begging them for oil. Joe Biden is. This this is insane. Un- unbelievable. Taking part. 41 of them were beheaded for taking part in pro-democracy demonstrations. They call the, the, the leadership, the Saudi leadership calls these people terrorists unreal this is this is still in a modern world this is how we function all right we're gonna take commercial break news we come back um peter lamage and you'll want to hear from peter and then we'll try to get in a few more calls after peter and that's it that's it for the monday show Mulan roddy joey burgoyne 
We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's 1037. Um, man, this show's flying by. A little coffee. Um, this is an incredibly important day tomorrow, the primary leading up to an incredibly important election November. Um, we have an opportunity to retire one of the worst people who's ever represented us in the history of the state of Connecticut. That would be Richard Blumenthal. Uh, he's been around too long. He's been a ward of the state for too long now nursing off the ever-increasing breast of the federal government, and he needs to go. And we've got some great candidates running uh, across the state tomorrow. Uh, one of them, our guest soon to join us, is running for the Republican nomination for Senate to, uh, to, to run against Richard Blumenthal. And I've, I've said this many times about this, can, this, this person, this guest, that if you had to pick somebody who was going to be a, a model of the American success story, it would be our next guest, Peter Lamage. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning. Are you excited? Uh, yes, we are, actually. I mean, the reception out there is unbelievable. I've been doing three, four, five events a day sometimes, and it's just unbelievable, the energy that is there. Just to give you an example, yesterday I got a text from someone who's never met me before. He was in Torrington. Uh, he called me up and he said, look, I switched parties. I was independent. I became a Republican. I'm going to vote for you, my family, and the relatives that I have. He saw the debate that we had, the last debate, that the only debate we had. And I hopped in the car, dropped off some signs in front of his house. And it's just unbelievable the number of people that are looking at the Republican Party from a different point of view this time. And mm-hmm. I hope we're going to be able to translate this into voting uh, in the primary and especially in the general, defeating Blumenthal. Well, I mean, I've, I've got a number of people that call and, and uh, indicate that they're supporting you, so you're, you're definitely building building support. 
Uh, I, I agree with you when you've said, uh, you said it during the debate, I was one of the few people that watched the, the debate. Unfortunately, I wish it would have come a little sooner. I wish there might have been two of them, but I thought each of you had a good opportunity to outline your positions and, and kind of explain who you are. Um, but, but during the debate, you've said it, and many other times you said it, and it's true. You are truly the only conservative candidate running uh, for Senate tomorrow. And, uh, and, and I, I, I don't know if there's any positions that we disagree on. So I, um, I appreciate you, and I appreciate your campaign, and, and appreciate what you believe in. Well, I, I really appreciate that. And uh, look, uh, I got involved in politics 10 years ago. I never changed my positions. I ne never looked at the political expediency or the, the landscape of the political situation just to appease my you know, supporters. I always believe that the founding documents of this country are, the, the, are, are of the biblical value, if you will, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. The founding fathers were geniuses. They wanted us to have a government with enumerated powers. So the government, uh, the, the Constitution limited the government to keep the individuals, the citizens free. And when I look at the threat to the United States right now, I don't think that the biggest threat is coming from China, Iran, or Russia, whatever. I think the biggest threat that is coming to the United States is the entity itself that we have that has taken over the government. That these yeah. are Marxists. Yeah. And if America falls to Marxism, the Western civilization is over. It's going to fall. I agree. And this is what really gives me the energy to fight back because I've seen that evil. I've seen what you know socialism and Marxism can do to nations and human beings. And I'm concerned about the future of my children and every you know child in the United States that we have to fight this evil ideology, and I'm determined to do that. Yeah. No, I just said this last week, Peter. I agree 100 percent. I think our, our greatest enemy is from within. I think it's the progressive uh, socialist Democrats. I think those are by far a bigger threat to our, our, our national security than the Chinese or the Russians. Uh, look, when you, when you read, um, you know, Toynbee, actually, Arnold Toynbee, he years ago stated that great civilizations are not murdered. They commit suicide. Mm -hmm. What are doing in the United States, everything that America stands for is under attack. And he's under attack from within the House of Freedom, from the elected officials themselves, that uh, if you take Blumenthal, he got elected for the first time in office in 1977. I was only 10 years old at that time. The question is, what has he done to improve the lives of the citizens of our state or anywhere in the nation? What has he done to strengthen the United States of America? When Reagan said that I would rather be feared and respected, right now the United States is neither feared nor respected. We have to reestablish Americanism once again. And the first thing that I would do if I get elected, it would be reestablishing republicanism one more time because we have to go back to the founding principles of this nation. And, you know, it, it, it has served us well so far, so we have no reasons to abandon it now and take the, you know, Eastern European you know, values and implement them in the United States. And I've seen that movie, and I don't like the ending of it. So we, we have to be very careful what we import, what we bring to the United States when it comes to this kind of political philosophy that they are trying to implement here. Well, you know, and I, the first, the first time I was old enough, we're talking with a candidate for Senate, Peter Lamage. The first time I was old enough to vote, uh, I voted for who I think the greatest president in our lifetime, Ronald Reagan. And Ronald Reagan said, you know, if we, if we lose freedom here, there, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And I never thought I would see it in my lifetime, Peter, but I'm starting to be concerned that we very well may lose freedom in, in my lifetime. 
look, everything that we stand for is under attack. I mean, look what, what's going on with the border, the southern border. What, look what's going on with the Federal Reserve, the currency depreciation and inflation. Uh, what's going on with law and order in this country? Uh, uh, the Democrats are uh, promoting chaos and lawlessness. So we have to go back to enforcing the laws in the United States and becoming a, a law and order country again. Because, you know, when you look at the, you know, I was watching the news even today, and there were a couple of shootings and murders in Hartford. A couple of them were in uh, Bridgeport, other cities. I mean, we, you know, people are afraid to go out to dinner. I was yeah. in Enfield two nights ago, and I met with the Italian-American community over there. And the biggest concern that they expressed it was the economy, but, you know, crime and lawlessness is the, the, the second biggest threat that they see now. They are afraid to go to restaurants. They are afraid to take, uh, take out their families. And we, this is not America that, uh, you know, I want to live in. And... I think, um, you know, what, what I'm seeing right now in this, in this uh, campaign, we're seeing a lot of people identifying with the Republicans. The only thing that we have to do as Republicans is that we have to provide an alternative to what's going on in our cities and our yes. towns. And we should be fearless. We should have the character and the backbone and the guts to go out there and point out that every city that is failing in our state has been under the control of the Democrats for 50, 60 years. Eight years ago. Hartford was one of the richest and the best cities yes. in the United States. Today is one of the poorest cities in the United States, and the Democrats have closed that. The same thing goes to Bridgeport, New Haven, New Britain. I mean, other towns that I can count to you. These are the Democrats who have failed these Americans. And as Republicans, we shouldn't, you know, we should be fearless to walk into these cities and provide the alternative that they need. Well, you know, it's it's funny you say it because, and I've mentioned this many, many times. I mean, there was a time when Hartford was the the jewel of the East Coast. Uh, I mean, authors, poets, I mean, investment people were here. You know, there's a reason why we call the insurance capital of the world. We're not anymore, but we're called that. And, uh, you know, there was a time in, in 1984, GE, the one of the largest corporations in the world, moved their headquarters, their world headquarters, moved it to Connecticut. Why? Because Connecticut was a desirable place to live. And we, I think we've ruined it. We've ruined it with taxes. We've ruined it with, with poor policy on crime prevention and and uh, I, I don't know if there's a pathway back, but I, I, don't, I don't feel like giving up either. No, look, uh, that is the last thing that I'm going to do at least, and I know many Americans and many many voters in my state agree with me that the one thing we're not going to do is give up. Uh, when I um, get this question from uh, various reporters that, oh, Peter, you ran before while you're running again, I tell them that was the warm-up. I just started the workout. I'm not going to give up on this country. Uh, this country has been great to my family and I. When we came from Albania as refugees 33 years ago, uh, we didn't speak word of English, didn't have any jobs, didn't have anything. We winded up in Detroit, Michigan, flipping burgers. Eventually, we were able to go to college. I was able to go to law school. I have my business. I'm living the American dream. Mm -hmm. In 32 years, I have 32 family members, nieces and nephews and relatives who graduated from college in the United States. And mm -hmm. here I'm running for the United States Senate. No one, nowhere else in the world can you achieve uh, what you would achieve in the United States but for the government. We need the government to get out of the way yes. and not become part of every aspect of our life because they, they, this government is all about command and control. And once you have full command and control over the, uh, the individuals and the citizens, that means you pretty much you're subjugated. Mm -hmm. and it's a modern-day slavery. And then, you know, that is one thing that Americans are going to have to, to very carefully examine as to whether they want the government in Washington, D.C. to dictate their lives or if they want to reestablish republicanism 
and then federalism where the local governments and the state governments make better decisions than, you know, the elites in Washington, D.C. And that is the fight that I'm in. And if I, if I'm, you know, if I get the support uh, tomorrow, uh, that's the fight that I'm going to take to Washington. Mm-hmm. I think it was, what, 1992 that Albania came out of the press of the Soviet Union communism? Uh, that's that's correct. There was a um, an, an uprising at that time. I mean, there's still a socialist country. The socialists are still in power. Uh, one third of the Albanian population actually has fled Albania in the past twenty something years. Mm. Uh, they are struggling to establish some sort of democracy, and they are still still struggling. But at least they are trying. And what uh, perturbs me is the fact that you know those failed policies in Eastern Europe are coming to the United States. And when I tell people that look. Socialism is here. The question is, how can we defeat it? I mean, we have elected officials, including Blumenthal, who got sworn in to uphold, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. You have Bernie Sanders. You have Ocasio-Cortez. I mean, these are open, you know, they fight for Marxist values Mm -hmm. in the United States instead of Republicanism. And we have to identify them and make sure that we defeat them once and for all, because eventually we're going to pay a hefty price unless unless we, uh, you know, uh, put up a fight against them. Peter, we're talking with Peter Lamash, who's uh, running tomorrow in the primary for the Republican nomination for the Senate seat currently held by Richard Blumenthal, whom we all hope retires after the next election, meaning he loses the election. Peter, I've asked this of many people in the past. Why is it people that have come out of, of oppressive countries or countries that are being oppressed like Albania, like Cuba, like Venezuela, why is it that you guys seem to have a sixth sense that you just so quickly pick up on on politicians that are starting to promote socialist kinds of activities here in the United States? Why are you guys so sensitive to that? Look, we, we, were, we were slaves. When I tell people that I was 22 years old when I escaped slavery, what I mean by that is that I, I was owned by the government. I was told what to do. I was told what schools to go. I was told what to study. I couldn't attend church. I couldn't be a human being. I was told what to eat. I was given a certain amount of food, whatever the state wanted to give us. We have seen that movie, and we didn't like the ending of it. So once we see someone who is trying to promote uh, the same policies that we escaped from, that scares us. That scares us. And, and I think that's why, you know, um, American citizens who came to the United States and naturalized eventually, they have this sense of not only fear, but concern for generations to come because... Uh, the educational system in the United States, I mean, the public one, is failing us completely. They are not teaching our kids about Americanism. They are not teaching our kids about the greatness of this country. All we are teaching them is pretty much hating America, mm-hmm. hating the family, hating Judeo-Christian values, hating the foundation of this country. And, you know, this is, this is a concern that we have, and I think we notice that the second we hear it. You know, there's so many countries in that part of the world, Albania being one, Croatia, Kosovo, under you know totalitarian governments at the time what was what do you think suppose is there permanent damage that was left in albania from communism and and what i mean have they they're not they've not overcome it but i mean these other countries that were under in the communist bloc do you think there's been permanent damage done peter i it's gonna it's gonna last for a long time because what happened even though they switched names from the labor party communist party all these names uh, the people who are running those parties are still the same, or their family members 
The ideology hasn't changed at all. It is all again and still with command and control. As I said, one third of the Albanian population has fled Albania. Yeah, that's yeah. the you know that's that's the answer as to why, as, as to whether you know that sort of government is functioning properly or if it's serving its uh, citizens. So it's it's a failure, and then unfortunately, it's going to last for years to come. I know. Uh, I don't even have to ask this. I know that should you should you not prevail tomorrow, you will support the Republican candidate because we all know. We've got to get Richard Bloom's well, a lot of that. I would do that. I've done that in the past. I was the first one to endorse Stefanowski after the primary. There were uh, other statewide candidates who disappeared from the scene. Mm-hmm. From 2014, I remained involved. I've been, you know, visiting various cities. I've uh, kept my connections and, you know, uh, that I had generated during the campaigns for various mm-hmm. churches and community centers. And I wouldn't have any problems if I don't get the approval of the primary voters tomorrow. I'm perfectly fine. Whoever gets it has got my support. But I always tell the primary voters, do not allow Washington or Hartford to no. determine the outcome of this election. No. That's, your, that's your decision, and I hope I can gain their, their support tomorrow. And we need a lot of people to come out and vote. Sometimes people think primaries aren't worth voting for. I say just the opposite. Primaries <laughs> well, are exactly where you need to vote. In 2014, I got approximately 500,000 votes when I went for Secretary of the State. And because of the work that I did, I did better than Tom Foley and Heller Summers in many cities, including Waterbury, where I got 48.7% of the vote. So what I need is 10 10 to 15% of those voters to get out and vote to march tomorrow. And if they do that, I'll win the primary. And if I win the primary, Dick Blumenthal will go, you know, will retire once and for all. And they will have a constitutionalist representing them in Washington, D.C. Well, the good news is I just talked to George Logan before you came on, and, and Democrats are very concerned that he will upset Johanna Hayes. She'll be the could potentially the first Repo- uh, Democrat to, incumbent to lose her position in 20 years. But there's also people that are talking within Democrat circles that Richard Blumenthal is very vulnerable right now. Absolutely. George is a great guy. He's a great candidate. I've been campaigning with him. Uh, I think the 5th Congressional District has a great opportunity to, to flip that seat. And we do do have a great opportunity to take the executive, meaning, you know, the governor's office. I firmly believe we're going to defeat uh, Dick Blumenthal, but we have to get the right candidates to do that. Uh, Bob Stefanowski is a great candidate. Uh, George, uh, George Rogan is great. And if they give, uh, if I get the support tomorrow by the primary, from the primary voters, I'll be one of the great candidates. And I'll, you know, uh, work as a team with them and make sure that we've done this, uh, this state web. Hey, last question. Um... What's tomorrow going to look like for you? What are you going to be doing tomorrow? Uh, we're going to be spending a lot of time. I'm going to be on Fox News commenting and you know analyzing various uh, primaries, including the primary in, um, in our state. Uh, I'm going to vote in Fairfield. I'm going to be in my own town. And then we're going to you know go to Waterbury. We have a plan to go up in uh, the 2nd Congressional District, where I appear to have a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be making phone calls. So he's going to, we're going to be from 6 o'clock to 11 o'clock at night, whatever <laughs> it takes. We need to win this. Well, listen. Uh, best wishes. Uh, I appreciate you so much. I, I uh, again. I, if if you had a point to somebody who's the American success story, I tell I I say it's you, and uh, I, I I'm grateful for your faithfulness and and the fact that you're tenacious. So so keep it up and and best wishes tomorrow, uh, Peter Lamage. Appreciate you being Thank on. Thank you very much, sir. Have a great day. All right, we're gonna take a break, or are we done, Joey? I'll do. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back, and uh, about a minute left, we'll talk. maybe take a call, 860. Let's see if we can fit a call in, 860-522-9842. We'll be right back. Are you following WTIC on Instagram? No? 
I thought we were friends. Follow us at WTIC 1080. All right, welcome back, 1057. Hey, we're not doing uh, Between Rounds Last Call Day anymore. However, we are doing a contest. If you go to WTIC.com, you click on the tab that says More. You look, click on Contests. You'll see my smiling face. You click on that. You give your email, and you'll get entered in a drawing. It happens on Fridays for a free uh, offer from Between Round Bagels. That's a dozen donuts for six months. You can't go wrong. All right, last call of the day. Let's go to the center of the universe. Charles. Charles, welcome to the show. Good morning, Pastor. You've been working really hard. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. You're getting everybody equal time. You're making everybody feel that, you know, you're not being, um, you know, particularly anyone. Well, I... I trying, still, trying. It's a pro-life issue, Pastor. I've been... My family... My mother's family was 14 children. Wow. Italian. My father's family was Irish. Seven children. And he... His father passed... My father's father passed away at five years old. Hmm. The, the true sanctity of life. It's just, you know, it just breaks my heart to think that babies are being eliminated hmm. for whatever other unusual reason that I just can't get across to myself. I can't. I'm 75 it's, it's, years old, Pastor. It's brutality, Charles. It's I brutality. But that's what we've turned into. We've turned into a nation of brutality. Yeah, I know. But then I said in the past, I really liked them as Claritas all yeah. those years. And then when she switched, she did the same thing as this the mayor from New Britain. I can't. Well, I don't think I she switched. I think she's name. always been pro-choice. Leora oh. switched from pro-choice to pro-life. Peter's always been pro-life. Peter Lamage. And on that note, Charles, I Have love nice you, but day. I gotta let you go. We're out of time, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate you tuning in today. Thanks for your amens, your calls. Thank you to George Logan. Thank you to Peter Lamage. Best wishes. Well, all everybody running. You have my respect for even running. Thank you for running. Best wishes on all the uh, contests tomorrow. We'll, uh, we'll be in early tomorrow morning and give you whatever updates we can. And uh, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thank you, Joey. Great job as always. And love you. God bless you. See you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>